Well, let's get straight into the word of God. I want you to close your eyes. Ask God to speak to you today from his word. Father, we thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord. Father, we pray that your word will continue to change us, Father. That true transformation comes when our heart is transformed. And God, I pray an impact in our spirit, Lord, into our belief system, Lord, through the word of God. The word of God, which is quick, active, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord, will pierce into our hearts, Lord, today. Separating, Lord, disbelief, Father, disappointments of God. And Father, that your word will be planted on a good ground, Lord, today. Make your word relevant, Father. Give us, Lord, a heart that is receptive to receive your word, Father. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today I'm going to talk about a very important aspect which kind of goes hand in glove with prayer ministry. All right, the fasting and prayer is really important. One of the other things that kind of partners with prayer ministry is the element of worship. And worship, sometimes, a majority of the times, we kind of have a misconception about worship. We are totally misled to believe that if I could do this, then I can truly worship God. Now, if you go back into the book of Genesis, right in the beginning, you would see the very purpose of the creation is that they turn around and worship God. You see that in the life, all the way from the beginning of creation, in the life of Adam, his sons, Abraham, and then his sons. You see all that, something happens, spontaneous response is an act of worship. Just worshiping God. However, worship has been the most misunderstood part of the church today because it is only linked with singing. Well, singing is one of the ways you can worship God. It is not the only way of worship. My assignment today is to teach you from the scriptures that each one of us is called to worship God. Amen? You believe that? We are called to worship God. However, we are defeated because we think of a set setting and a surrounding like this. Well... I don't have this. I don't have the people that lead from here. So we find kind of feel inadequate sometimes because we kind of link our worship to only one expression. Just think about it. If God wants all of us to worship him only through singing, why not give us good voice? True? But not all of us can sing. I mean, it's a different thing that some of them don't agree with that. And our worship team, when they do the auditions, they have a lot of manifestations going on. What are you thinking? Oh, look at Joel, he doesn't know anything. I can sing, I've been singing from my child. Did you know that I was part of a choir in, after my 12th grade? I think I managed for about a year and a half until somebody spotted and said, do you realize you can't sing? And they actually, I thought I was a great singer. Then I figured out that I do not have the gifting like somebody else to worship God through that expression. Now think about it. Like God's wisdom supersedes every one of our wisdom. I mean, we think sometimes we are too smart, right? 
Nothing wrong with that. But the challenge is when you think the other person is stupid, that's when you're really in the problem. <laughs> Nothing wrong in thinking that you're too smart, all right? Now listen to this. God would not call you into something and not empower you. Right? right? Either he's missing it or we are missing a point. If God wants us to worship him only through a song and music, we should be playing guitar from the time we are born. Silver bells. Right? But there are a lot of people who fall in my category who should be confined to the bathrooms. They should not be allowed to sing in public. You know why we have such a big sound system? So that people like me, can, our voices can drown when people like Stella and our team, when they sing. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you are looking clueless, you know. Well, to sing, you need to have a voice. I mean, just think about it. If God wants everybody to worship him through singing, we would all have been blessed with great voices and we would have, I mean, the whole, the whole India would be part of Indian Idol. But for some reason, we have been deceived to think that I can't worship because I can't sing, I can't play an instrument, I, I don't understand the timing. Well, if you understand what I'm saying, because some people clap in... Anyway, it's, 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 it's a different subject. Anyways, all right. So, we've been deceived because we think that that's the only way of expression of worship. Let me share with you a few things, all right? Worship is the condition of your heart. You cannot worship God beyond your knowledge of Him. True? You can never worship God beyond your knowledge or an experiences that you have with God. I mean, the song is not the medium. I mean, even though it's one of the mediums, okay? Now listen to this. Today we sang that song, all right? I'm going to see a victory. It's a great song. I've heard it the first time in Australia. I thought, I think that time David was leaving. I sent a text to David. I said, you know, search for this song. We should do it next week. It's a great confession song. But did you know that this song was penned down by somebody, I don't know who wrote the song, because the person had an encounter, an experience, a revelation from God. True? Somebody's experience or revelation with the art or to write it or pen it down like David, Psalms, right? And somebody adds music to it and now we all use that as a medium to sing. Nothing wrong with it. It's absolutely important. But if your worship is only confined to somebody else's revelation, you're missing the point. Because my worship is not linked with anybody else's experiences. Even though it, sometimes I can use that for a time of corporate worship or a private worship. But that's not, I'm, that's not the only thing that I'm confined to. It is one of the channels. Sometimes it can be a channel that helps me to focus. You know, you know when you come from different... You know, when you walk in the, in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening service, when you come in, you know, you're, you're carrying a lot of things in your head, all right? And then you walked in and for you to settle down, to fix your eyes, to connect with the spirit and to the atmosphere, a song like that is great. The challenge is our entire worship is linked to a song, familiarity. That's why when a new song comes, you think, oh, I can't worship now. And I know we will see people standing like this, right? Because now you are incapacitated. You feel like I can't worship God. 
Because now you're no longer familiar with this song. That's why people are always saying, Pastor, can we sing like some known songs? Some hymns? I, I, mean, I love hymns. Right? And some songs that we can... Yes, truly, that's important. But if your entire worship experience is dependent on familiar songs, you'll miss the point. Because worship is the condition of the heart. It evolves out of an overflowing experience with God. There are two sources for your worship. The source of gratefulness. How many of I mean, we all have something that we can be grateful to God today? All those who are grateful say amen. amen. True. That doesn't mean my today is great. It's terrible. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I'm going through the toughest time of my life. I fully understand that. But in the middle of all that, you can still look back and be grateful for something. And that can become the source to worship God. Amen. Amen. Well, the other source is expectation, anticipation of the future, which we call faith, which we call things that will come in anticipation of good things to come because we understand the nature of God and the nature of God is a good God. He's committed to doing good in our lives because he's made a covenant with us and this covenant is an everlasting covenant where God is going to do good in my life even though I don't see it, I don't feel it, but I anticipate good things to happen and in that anticipation, I worship him. All our worship these are the two sources of our worship. Gratefulness, which is linked with our past. Anticipation, which is linked with our future, which we call hope. Amen. Let me read to you a few more things, okay? Your worship has to come from your experiences. You cannot worship anything that doesn't worth a thing to you. Right? If you have an experience of a healing, deliverance, protection, provision in your life, when you look back, fall back, think about it, it automatically puts you in a place where your heart is overflowing with gratefulness. And gratefulness is expressed in worship. Sometimes God allows us to know Him and experience Him through some of the difficulties in life. So that in those difficulties, he manifests himself. His power comes through. His faithfulness is evident. Like how we sang that part of the song. What the enemy meant for evil. He allows in certain situations, in all our lives, none of us is insulated from that. And when he allows that to come, in those moments, his goodness is revealed. Eventually, as we hang in there, as we worship him, as we, you know, anticipate for the good things to come, how do we I anticipate? Because I know the nature of God is that he always does good in my life. Amen? Well, that can become information or it can be an experience. And once you experience it, I'm telling you, your experience will put you in that place of gratefulness. And when overf gratefulness is overflowing, it turns into worship. 
Now it makes sense to us to understand that worship is not just linked to on a Sunday morning. Worship is not just to a certain setting. It is, I can be driving, I can be worshiping God. I can be cooking, I can be worshiping God. True? Because my heart, that's why it says, worship is the condition of your heart. Let me read to you a few scriptures from the Bible which talks about worship. In uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know the God's will in your life? Worship Him. Thank Him. Praise Him. Give Him glory. Adore Him. Express your dependency on Him. You know, in everything. That includes bad things, bad times, tough times. In the middle of all that, lift up. Worship. And when you worship Him, He says, This is exactly God's will for your life. There are people making money in the name of predicting God's will for your life. Right? But here's what God's will for your life is. Give thanks to Him. In the giving of thanks, in the middle of worship, He gives you the specific will for a specific situation. Amen? Let's move on. Let's go look at uh, Psalm 150 and verse 6. Let, come on everybody, let, that has breath. That doesn't exclude anybody. Everything that has breath. Right? So now, just think about it. If, if God expects everybody to worship Him, and if singing is the only means through which you can worship God, then there is a big disconnect. God, make up your mind. Either you do this or you change that, right? We are missing a point. Because singing is one of the expressions, not the expression. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let's go to the next one. 1 Chronicles 18.34 Give thanks to the Lord, for He is... Come on, everybody. Do you believe that God is good today? Well, I may not be seeing it, but I know that I know that I know that I know that he's good. Amen. That doesn't come from reading a, you know, a scripture here and there. It comes from meditation. It comes from experience. And I'm sure we all have enough experiences. Even if you're a new believer, when you look back, there are so many things that you can be thankful to God. And that calls you into a place of gratefulness. And that's good enough to worship God. Yes. Amen. Psalm 71 verse 8. My mouth is filled with praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Now when you read those psalms, you say, oh wow, it looks like David has been having a great day. You don't even know that most of the psalms that he wrote was, well, he was a fugitive. Living in caves, hiding, running away from people. He writes this song, you know, just say, you know, when the enemy is chasing him, he has got, I mean, somebody who grew up in... In, in certain kind of luxury, now runs for his life, you know, sleeping in dens and caves and says, my mouth is filled with praise all day long. It's a choice because he has become uh, this person who chooses not to see the present because your present should never dictate your con the condition of your worship. It's either gratefulness or anticipation or expectation. Amen. Let's go to Exodus 23 and 25. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. 
you must serve only the Lord your God. And God was establishing the order, right? Worshipping and serving him, being dedicated only to God. If you do that, I will bless you with what? Food and water. I will protect you from sicknesses. There will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land. And I will give you long and full lives. That, those two scriptures have everything that you need for success of life in that. Worship him. Be dedicated to him. All right? Now let's look at Isaiah. Now pay attention to the, to the scripture. Isaiah 29, 13. And so the Lord says, now this is the Lord is speaking through prophet Isaiah. This is not his own, Isaiah's mind. He says, this is what the Lord is saying. These people say they are mine. It's talking to hope you see, okay? They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Now, you heard me speak on that many times. Look at the next part of it. It's really very interesting. And their worship of me, I mean, this is what God is saying. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rot. The word rot means uh, memorize. Okay? Just memorizing. Like, um, you memorize geography, social answers. And um, when the teacher asks you, you say that. What does it mean? I don't know. Any backbenchers? Now, what he's saying is that you can be singing. I'm going to see your victory. All right? Because now what? You know, that's why you need familiar songs. Because it's easy to sing. And while you're singing, you're thinking about tomorrow is the deadline. I need to. Now, did you know that I, I do that? All right? One day I remember... <clears throat> We were worshipping God, and right in the middle of worship, I said, Roger, what's the score? <laughs> I think India was playing some important match. This was many years ago. And I was thinking about the game. Can we be honest in this house? Uh, maybe you don't have those experiences. I, mean, I go through that every day, all right? Maybe you don't have those experiences. I know. So what God is saying, that <clears throat> you're worshipping because your worship is nothing but... This set of rules and regulations. What? That's why people crave for familiar songs. Because while you're singing, you can, you know, your, your mouth is singing, right? It's because it's, it's in your heart. It's, you, you memorized it. And then not necessarily get your heart behind. That's why people struggle when you get a new song. You have to follow the lyrics and you got to try to, you know, lip sync with it and try to worship. It's hard work. God is saying, it is nothing but, you're just going through what you've learned. You're just singing it. You don't really mean it. All right? Let's look at, what is it that God wants? You know, what are those expressions of worship? If singing is not the only channel, then what are the other channels of worship? All right? Now, let's look at this. The greatest commandment in the Bible, both old and the new, Jesus himself kind of did everything. He compressed the file made it into a smaller fire. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the next one he said, love one another. Love is always or should always be filled with expressions. True? I mean, you love your kids, you express that. Right? You kiss them, you hold them, you hug them, you affirm them. Right? And then when you fall in love, Alright, back in those days, you had those cards, Archie's cards. <laughs> Borrow money from your friend, buy a card, write all the beautiful things, give it. I mean, if you're not doing that, that relationship is gone in a, in a week's time. How many of you know what you're saying? I mean, do you look like a, 
I think all, I, I'm the one who did all the bad things. You make me feel like that. Right? You write letters. Now it's all digitalized, right? You have the GIFs. Right? You send that. Otherwise, next day you're going to pay a price. How many of you know, on a serious note, listen to this very clearly. How many of you have ever felt that sometimes it's good to write an email or a text message to express the best of what you're thinking? But sometimes a phone call, you feel you express better. Sometimes you feel these two doesn't work. You need to sit in front of a person and talk. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, this is really important because these are different expressions, right? Like for all the Hyderabadis who were born and raised up in Hyderabad, okay? Have you ever noticed that in us homes, we speak, sometimes one sentence has three languages? Urdu, Telangana Telugu, and English. That's why our kids grow up confused. You know why? Because our brain just picks up the best expressive word and mixes, mixes and matches it. I mean, you don't plan to speak three languages. I mean, you can check yourself in the fellowship area when you're talking to your friends. You will understand what I'm saying? It's all about expressions. Sometimes you sing a song in Telugu. Some of those emotions and words kind of really connect you in a certain environment and a condition to express better to the Lord. Or Hindi song, or your local language, or an English song. Right? It's about expression, because unless you are fulfilled in your expression, you feel that there is something that's incomplete. Right? Likewise, there are nine expressions that the Bible talks about of worship. Nine expressions. And these are simple, everyday expressions that we can use. And among the nine, singing is one of those. So for all those who fall in my category, you have other eight. All right, let's run through that quickly, okay? The nine expressions have been divided into three categories. The first one is about vocalizing, okay, through your voice. The first one is you can speak what you have. It can be a prayer, a scripture, a promise, and it can become a worship to God, all right? Let's read uh, Psalm 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times and what? His praise shall be continually in my mouth. His praise, I'm going to praise him, all right? So what happens is one of the expressions of worship which you can do every day is that you acknowledge the goodness of God, all right? When you think about, okay, where you have, you know, where you've arrived and what you've achieved and people when talk about you when they appreciate you, that calls for a moment of worship and says, praise God. I give glory to God. Thank God. You know what you're doing? You're speaking, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Amen. Speaking, taking the scripture, declaring, saying, Lord, you are a good God. Lord, I, you know, I worship you because goodness comes from you. I'm not able to understand in this season, Lord. But I know one thing because I know your character, Lord, that you can only do good in my life, Lord. 
You know, like that scripture that Joseph told his brother, the very thing that you meant for evil, God picked it up and turned it around into a blessing in my life. So God, I know that this will be eventually turn around into something good in my life. I don't know how it is, Lord, for I know all things work for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. You know what you're doing? You're worshiping God. Yeah. It's not even a song. Let's go to the next one. Shouting, Psalm 27, verse 6. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice, what? With shouts of joy. Did you know that there was one victory of a tremendous, difficult battle all by just shouting? The walls of Jericho came down. Right? God just says, don't, don't say anything. And when the time comes, it says, just shout. It's a, it's a cry of victory. It, it's not making noise. It's a shout of victory. When you go into a stadium, you know, you look at all the audience. Nobody's just sitting and watching. It's not a tennis match. Right? You go to a cricket center, most of a football. It's a, you see hooligans there. Right? Because shouting is linked with, with something that you believe. I'm not talking about shouting at kids, all right? You don't believe in anything. So David says, I'm going to shout with joy. Psalm 47, 6. Sing praises. Well, now comes singing. Singing is one of the expressions. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. Singing is one of the expressions. So if you can't sing, don't worry. You've got a lot of other expressions. Amen. Let's look at the second category, which talks about a body posture, using our body as, a, as an expression. Psalm 95, verse 6. Come, let us what? Bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. Bowing down, kneeling is an act of worship. But if somebody says that only when you kneel, then you're spiritual, then they've taken a great principle to an extreme to dismantle the power in it. You understand what I'm saying? Kneeling is important, but kneeling is not the only way God is impressed. All right? I mean, if only sending text messages is going to keep your relationship alive, it's not going to do that. Vocalizing, touch, affirmation. You understand what I'm saying? Come, let us bow in worship. Kneel before the Lord God, our maker. If you are able to kneel before him through, you know, in your time of devotion, in your own homes, it's a great uh, principle. When you kneel down, it's a sign of humility. When you kneel down, it's a sign of surrendering to the Lordship of Christ. Psalm 149 verse 3. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. He's saying, let's make, let's praise his name with dancing. Dancing is one of the expressions. Amen. That's why when you see somebody dance, okay, you don't have to judge them because it's their expression of worship. When you walk into the church, just think about, do you want to send him a text? Do you want to meet with him personally? Or do you want to call him? Like one of those expressions. What do you want to do? Let's look at the next set of expressions of worship. Just using our hands. Psalm 32 verse 2. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make music to him. Just talking about using our hands to produce music. That's one of the expressions. Well, you can't play that. Don't worry. You have other expressions. All right. Now look at uh, Psalm 47 and verse 1. 
Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. The reason why we clapped our hands in the church is you're not cheering the team up yet. We, we don't need cheerleaders. We are already enough fired up. All right, we clap our hands to as an expression of worship. We're saying, God, I thank you, Lord. When you clap, it's a, it's a sign of victory. It's a sign of appreciation. It's a sign of, you know, praise. It's a sign of saying, God, I trust in you, Lord. Thank you, God. Because you're going to come through, Lord. Lord, I lift up, the, lift up your name, O oh God. So when you clap your hands, it's a call. Say, clap your hands, all ye nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. It's one of the expressions. Let's look at the last one. Can I have the team up, please? Psalm 63 and verse 4. Psalm 63 and verse 4. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, come on, everybody. I will lift up my hands. Amen. I will lift up my hands. So just lifting up your hands is an act of surrender. It's an act of acknowledging the Lordship of Christ in your life. So if you don't know a song, no problem. You can stand there. You can pray. You can speak to him. You can, the least you can do is stand up and lift up your hands. All right. When you don't know a song, what you can do is you're clapping your hands because as you clap, you're involving yourself in the atmosphere. And when somebody steps into the atmosphere of worship, I'm telling you, you're stepping into a zone of miracles to happen in your life. Just before we stand and we're going to spend a little time in worship, let me read this beautiful psalm. I don't know how many of you have ever, ever spent time or even noticed this. Psalm 148. Now, this is not in the notes. So if you guys can pull that up, Psalm 148. I want to run through. It's a very short psalm, but I want to run through the details. I want you to fix your eyes onto the screen. Psalm 148. Uh, can you do from the New Living Translation, please? NLT. Thank you. All right, everybody look at the screen, please. And I want you to go with me as I walk through this psalm. Powerful song. Psalm. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Let's think about it. Just talking about there's no place that you have to choose to praise Him. When it comes to worship, place, atmosphere, doesn't matter. Praise the Lord, praise Him from the heavens, praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all the angels. Praise Him all the armies of the heavens verse 4 the next verse praise him sun moon praise him all you twinkling stars I mean if you look at this psalm the psalmist is inviting pretty much everything the Bible says the creation worships him not just the you know not just us even the creation is invited to worship him next one praise him skies above Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let everything created give, give praise to the Lord. For He issued His command and they came into being. You know what the psalm is saying? He's not talking about humans. He's saying, we have to by default. He's now calling the trees, the skies, the vapors, the sun, the moon. You've been created by God. Come on, join with me as I worship God. 
Let every created thing give praise to the Lord for he issued his command and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean's depth. Now he's inviting the, 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 the creatures of the ocean. Come on, join with me as I praise him. Let's read the seven again. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean's depth. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey him. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all the cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth, influential people of the earth, and all the people, rulers, the judges of the earth, young men, young women, old men, children, let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones, the people of Israel, the people of the church who are close to him. Praise the Lord. Do you need a reason to praise him today? Come on, let's all stand to our feet. We're going to worship God. We're going to do a praise song. And as we are doing that, I wanted to join. Either clap your hands, lift up your hands, you do whatever, but connect with God today.
be a spontaneous response of gratefulness or expectation, Lord. And God, help us, Father, to be true worshippers, that we will use whatever means and expressions, Father, possible to show our gratefulness, our gratitude, and our trust and our faith in you, God, through expectation and hope. We thank you, God, for your word today, Lord. I pray your blessing upon your people, Father. I want to give an opportunity to anybody who's never made a commitment to follow Jesus. Maybe you're visiting with us for the first time. You've been coming to church for some time. I want to give you an opportunity because the Bible says that Jesus died for our sins. And the very blood that he shed has provided us an access to be cleansed, to be branded as a new creation. All you have to do is believe in your heart that he is your savior. Is there somebody who says, I want to give my life to Jesus? I want you to just put your hand up. I want to lead you in a prayer. Anybody like that? Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you very much. I want everybody to join with me as I lead these people in prayer. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for speaking to me. I make a choice to surrender my life to you. I invite Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart and give me a new beginning in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God, for these people. Lord, I pray your blessing. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, O God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shouted. Amen. Come on, let's give him praise one more time. God bless you. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday.